Today on The Grid, our topic is which filters do you really need? Because things have really changed. Also, Mr. Kuna will be Skyping in because he's somewhere out west gallivanting around on the world's longest summer vacation. Also, we've got lots of cool giveaways as usual. We're taking your questions and your comments. It's going to be a fun, fun day here on The Grid. And it all starts in just 23.2 seconds. Let's go! It is brought to you by Platypod, the tripod alternative that is changing the world. Everybody has a Platypod. You should too. Go to platypod.com. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another live episode of The Grid. Scott Kelby here standing by somewhere out west. And really, who knows where is Eric Kuna living life large in his luxury RV. What's going on, Mr. K? Hey, Scott, how's it going? Well, it's going quite well. It's a fine, fine day. All right, awesome. where where are you, awesome. actually? Uh, I am right outside uh, the west entrance of Yellowstone Park. Ooh, so. see if Yogi Bear is there and Mr. Ranger. I, I, haven't, seen any, I haven't seen any Yogi Bear yet. No Yogi. I have seen some awesome uh, sights last night. Yeah, you, sure. Hey, you were just showing me a picture. Can, can do you have it where you could share it? You had a pretty yeah, cool yeah. picture. So, uh, I've got a couple of them from last night. Ooh, um, look at this that one. Was, um, this is Old Faithful, the Milky Way behind. And then um, you got that foreground. Uh, there's some little bit of detail in it. And that's coming from, again, that light painting technique where I was using uh, my phone to just light up the foreground. The, the actual screen of the phone color temperature balanced for the scene. So, very cool. And then I went from there, and we shot this one. So this is another one where we're out at the, um, basically the, the pools that they have there that are steaming pools with all the algae and a different color. And that's, uh, these are both single exposures, just wow. with, lit with one dim light. So it's all being balanced together. And I um, uh, got another one here. This was in the Tetons, where we lit up a house just with one, that's with an iPhone, just lighting it up you know, um, to balance with the scene. So well, we can do all that with one exposure, be done right in camera. Um, and I'm excited about it because actually next week, uh, Jason's coming out um, meeting me about halfway and we're filming a class on how to do this light painting in one exposure technique. That is really good though. That's, that is a real, I think that, that's going to be a great course. Really, really great. Yeah. And then we're also at the same time because we like, well, we love work. Uh, we are going to be doing a uh, class on how to shoot uh, night photography with your phone, which is another thing that I'm into. So we're going to do both of those classes. So it should be cool. All right. I, uh, hold on one second. All right. I was just getting ready for my, my tip today. So sorry, Mr. Kuhn. Awesome. If I, if I no seemed uh, distracted, it was because I was distracted. Uh, the lights are really bright in the studio. Did you, did you guys add new lights or something? Or is it, I, I, it, Scott, Scott, you look a lot uh, like a lot better, like more lit. Thank you. Know, you. So. I feel I'm yeah. I am lit. I'm lit, dude. You look lit. I'm lit. All right. So today we have a very interesting topic. Uh, so we're going to be talking about which filters do you really need because things have changed, uh, our needs have changed, uh, and how we shoot photography today. Post processing has changed. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that have changed, and we thought this would be a great topic because I know I get a lot of questions about filters. 
and we're going to try to answer as many as we can. Of course, we want your your questions as well. Uh, also, just a couple of, of just housekeeping things to start off with. Um, tomorrow, I want to invite you. So tomorrow at a one o'clock East Coast time. So I'm going to be doing a. Uh, a webinar with the folks from Rocky Nook. So Rocky Nook are the folks that publish my photography books, which we're going to be giving away one of those here in just a minute. So tomorrow I'm going to be doing a whole thing on capturing amazing shots with your iPhone. That is tomorrow. Uh, it's 10 a.m. West Coast. West Coast, West Coast. Uh, but it'll also be 1 o'clock here on the East Coast. And I, uh, I hope you can join me. Uh, go to rockynook.com and then click on that events tab up at the top and you can sign up and be there with me tomorrow. It is a two-hour masterclass. I'm going to do a basically a 90-minute presentation and then a half an hour of just Q&A. Uh, but those are, those are really great and very, very helpful. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you can join us. That's rockynook.com and then click on the events tab up top and that is tomorrow. We also have coming up uh, in a couple, just a couple of weeks, the On One Photography Conference, uh, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, and I'm very excited. So what I'm doing for one of my classes, if I can just share that with you, I'm doing a live photo shoot in the studio. I'm doing a, I am doing a light it, shoot it, retouch it live. So I am going to actually set up the lighting I'm going to uh, do a live a shoot uh, with a subject in the studio, and then I'm going to do my my editing in Lightroom and Photoshop, whatever is necessary, and then I'm going to do my finishing and my portrait retouching and all that stuff using On One's tools. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you use the On One apps or if you've been thinking about them and you've been hearing about them and stuff, this is for you. Come and join us. It's going to be fantastic. Go to Kelby One Live. Kelby One Live. Com. We would love to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm also doing a thing on my uh, on my uh, finishing moves uh, using On One Effects. You guys know I use On One Effects to death. So uh, and, and Scott, yes, Scott, this is, uh, we got another thing in there uh, that we're doing that panel where we're talking all about uh, AI and how this is affecting photography. Oh yeah, we're doing that topic. And what are you teaching? Photography. What are you teaching there, Mister? And then, uh, I've got two class um, two classes. Uh, one is on uh, all the things that kind of like uh, those genres that I do, uh, low light, light painting, um, and all that. So it's going through not only the, the how to shoot this stuff, but then also how to post-process it. And I use a lot of the On One tools uh, for that, so I'm going to be showing how we I use those. And then and the second day, we're talking about noiseless images. Uh, that's such a big thing nowadays to create noiseless, tack-sharp images. And I think this is a class that, like, um, a lot of people that shoot low light, that shoot very grainy pictures, like, they, it would be great for them because there's these these tools out nowadays to really sharpen and remove noise from your images that are incredible. I mean, just incredible. And it's really kind of taken off the veil of what you can do uh, with your camera because we have these tools. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I, I started off, as you guys probably know, just using one on one plugin, just effects. I was the effects guy. Mm -hmm. And when you launch effects, it's my picture that comes up on the splash screen because I'm just Mr. Effects, right? And so 
But now I find myself using, in fact, I just used it. That's what I was doing. I was using on one resize to get my image up to a good size that I needed for today oh, for, yeah. for my actually Lightroom tip. So I'm going to have to save it and put it into Lightroom. Hang on a second. Um, well, yeah, Scott, and to, to piggyback on that, like I use uh, the resize all the time, especially with my 12 megapixel phone photos because those 12 megapixel phone photos going up to like 24 megapixels, yep. no problem. It actually looks better through resize. It actually looks better than the original. Than the original crazy. photo, I know, because of the whatever sharpening yeah. algorithm it uses along the way. Yep. So there's that. Uh, and I'm, I'm using resize. I'm using noise. I'm using their sky yeah. replacement filter. I'm using effects. Oh, yeah, that one. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, and even the noise, like this, you know, Eric and I did a workshop in New York City. New York City! We did a workshop New in New York, City. and we shot from this, this tall tower at night and stuff and all. And, you know, the, the images were noisy. Dude, when I run AI, uh, no noise on there, it's crazy. It's just crazy. It's just it's seeing it, it's like you're seeing magic. Uh, anyway, that's coming up. Uh, what else we got going on? There's something else going on. Oh, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm doing the keynote at ClickCon. What? What, 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 what? So ClickCon is coming up at the end of this month in Chicago. So I'm going to Chicago. And uh, I'm going to see my buddy Paul. Hey, Paul. I'm going to see Paul up in Chicago. And uh, I'm doing the keynote. And my whole keynote is on photoshop ai so i'm going to be doing that i'm very excited about it you can go to it's uh it's clickcon.us i believe is their website but if you just do a search for clickcon you will find it and uh it, what's different about this show is it's really based on you doing live shoots they have 200 models they have 50 hair and uh, uh stylists and they've got all these shoots set up for you to shoot you're actually shooting and you and doing all this stuff live and i'm very excited about it and uh, adobe is sponsoring me to be there so thank you to adobe and uh, that's coming up at the end of this month so go check that out uh i think that's all i got working on right now i think that's that's quite a bit um but oh there's there's tons of other stuff you're working on oh yeah i, I know there's a laundry list of stuff there's but other that, stuff but that's, that's what we're going to talk about stuff. today so let's talk about filters so i i one of the things like i eric and i've been talking uh, quite a bit about the filters uh, oh i got to do the giveaways let me tell you what the, what the giveaways are so you can enter possibly to win we're giving away platypod goosenecks i know a lot of you have platypods i know a lot of you are loosey and goosey this will this will do you right right here goosenecks for your platypod I'm giving away a copy of my brand new book so new it just hit the just hit the bookstores it is the photoshop book for digital photographers this is the book that takes you from zero to really being good at photoshop it's just the stuff that photographers need it doesn't teach you everything about photoshop it's just the good stuff and it's brand new, it's in stores right now, but somebody's gonna win one today. And then we have, of course, that book I just mentioned a moment ago, Light It, Shoot It, Retouch It, uh, so that we're giving away that today. We are also giving away, let me see what else we're giving away. We're giving away, oh, I just mentioned it, On One No Noise 2023. We're giving away that bad boy today. Uh, so that, and that's the plugin I just, we're just talking about. Uh, we're gonna give away a V-flat. 
Hey, I, I just started following VFLAT over on, th on Thread. Um, I don't know if you're on Thread. I think 100 million people signed up in the last week, and I'm posting there every day. I hope you'll come and follow me if you're watching on Thread, which is a, it's a new competitor uh, to Twitter. Uh, so it's, uh, anyway, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's very Twitter-like without the awful hate. <laughs> Well, just give it time, Scott. Just I know, it give it time. But right, but right now, I know, right now it's. But they're moderating it heavily, so it's 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 good. So far, it's delightful, actually. <laughs> All right, so we're giving away one V flat from V flat World. Uh, if you don't win, you can use a Kelby Ten at checkout. If you're buying anything from V flat World, I go to vflatworld.com. And from our friends at Retouch for Me, they are giving away Portrait Volume app. The Portrait Volume app. They're giving that away, but. There's a great promo code, 20% off, uh, if you go to uh, this page. You have to go to uh, promo.retouch and the number 4.me. Promo.retouch4.me. Use the code Kelby120 and you're in. Hey, I, on the V-flat, uh, uh, unfortunately, the it's, it's U.S. only because you're shipping a physical big, large thing. We actually want it to get to you. So that's uh, don't enter that one unless you're in the U.S. Okay. How do you enter? Just leave us a comment, ask a comment. I mean, leave a comment, ask a question, but tell us what you want to win. So we don't send you a V flat when you're a landscape photographer. So, <laughs> Well, even though I guess a landscape photographer could use it, it just would be useless. Thank you. Thank that was that was a like that comment, much like that yeah, comment right there. Very good. All right. Uh, we also got some shout outs. Doug's here from Council Bluffs. Iowa Mona's here that says Mona says hello from and there's just nothing. Uh Michael Weil says, Hey there, grid fam. Sharon's here from Texas. Sunny days from Lachahatchee, Florida. Uh nice. and then uh John's here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Tony's here from Duluth, Minnesota. And uh let's see. First comments already in. I would love Eric to show his technique. For total solar eclipse photos, need to get ready for the eclipse. Oh, the eclipse well, next year. Yeah, yeah. It, you got some time. So, Margaret, you got you got some time. It's it's. So you know, I've actually thought we'll probably do something, uh, Kelby wise yeah. on yeah. that. Yeah, I think so. that would be that would be very good. Uh, all right, so that's what's going on. Thanks to everybody that's that's given us a shout out. Also, if you will remind me, Mister Kuna, you have to remind me. I've got I, I have something special to share at the end of the show that is not related to photography. But it's okay. fun and it's at the end of the show and it's not a chicken sandwich. Is, I was about to ask. Is not food sandwich? based. It's music based. Okay. It is music okay. based. It's at the end of the show. Okay. That being said, filters. Let's talk filters. All right. So I'm gonna tell you something. And uh, so over time. Eric and I both, we own all the filters. Too many. We've got UV filters. We have ND grads. We've got neutral density filters. We've got circular polarizers. We've got, I've got circular, circular polarizers. I've got variable polarizers. We have all these different filters. I'm going to tell you right at the start of this show, even though I own them all, I am down to using one single filter that's it because 
I feel, and we're going to talk about this today, I feel that most of the other filters are obsolete. And I don't think, I know that we like buying accessories. Don't get me wrong. I, it's fun to buy accessories. It really is. It's great, to, uh, like in the holidays, to go, hey, you're like, I just had my birthday last week. Hey, I would love to get this or I would love to get that. And that's all fun. But what do we need today? I'm down to one. And I'm going to start with what I think is the least important filter to have anymore. Like, I think that this filter has been made obsolete for a number of reasons. Now, when I say it, you're going to be upset. You're going to shock people. You're going you're to be upset when I say it. Here, I, I'm going to I'm going to show you an example here. So I got to do something. One second. I have to show you an example of why. And I will say, Scott, I, I'm the same as you in this uh, topic. Uh, I am down to there's one filter. I have multiple filters of that filter. Yes. But it's one filter. Yes, I'm the same way. Okay. So let me get this all set up here. So when I'm going to show you this thing here in a minute. All right, let me hide that. Let's expand this. Okay. It is, well, you don't have to show my screen yet. <laughs> I haven't told what it is. The filter that we're going to replace and not use anymore is the neutral density graduated filter, or some people will call it an ND grad or an ND gradient filter. Mm -hmm. First, let's talk about what it does. So you're out at a landscape and it's a beautiful morning or whatever, and you're gonna have to make an exposure decision. The decision is, do I expose for the foreground or do I expose for the sky? Because my camera cannot capture the total, uh, the, the tonal range that my eye can see. So if, if I, if I, if, it's just not going to do them both. And so what we generally do, the general rule, is to expose for the foreground, which makes your sky overexposed, right? That's the general rule that we've been using forever. So what a neutral density gradient filter does is it goes over the front of your lens and you can get them to where they're rectangular shaped or you can get a circular one. And they are dark at the top and they graduate down to clear. And what that does is it darkens the sky and it graduates down to clear so that your sky is the right exposure and the ground is the right exposure. Without that, your sky is two and a half stops, three stops overexposed from your foreground. So we've been carrying these filters and using them for years. We don't need to do it anymore. All right. I've stopped carrying them completely. I own them. I just bought a set and it came with them. I'm never going to use it. Here's why we don't, well, the reason is, is in most cases, there's the, the real stuff that we do in camera and then the stuff that we can do in post-processing. This is one of the rare occasions where the post-processing is actually better than the real thing. It's actually better for a number of reasons. And that is going to be my Lightroom tip. So I'm gonna give you, you know, like we like to give you a Lightroom tip. I'm gonna give you a Lightroom tip. And the tip is how to, to use Lightroom. Well, you can also do this in Camera Raw. How to use Lightroom or Camera Raw 
to actually beat the traditional filter. So you don't have to buy the filter. You don't have to carry the filter, but there are more advantages. And that's what I'm going to show you in my Lightroom tip. Lightroom tip. In my Lightroom tip. <laughs> Crickets. Thumbs up. In my Lightroom tip. Wow. Crickets. All right. Now, let's take a look on screen. And here's we're going to talk about it. All right. If I were to use a regular neutral density gradient filter. For one thing, the, the center of the gradient is, it's built into the filter, it's baked in. So if I were to go and we'll get one, it's called the linear gradient in Lightroom. And I use this on my actual real camera to darken the sky. It's unfortunately in real life going to also darken the building. There's no way that that filter knows that you only want the sky darkened. You don't want the building mm -hmm. darkened. So when mm -hmm. you use the real filter, not only is your horizon line stuck in the center, right? It's stuck in the center. Which dead center is deadly. Dead center is deadly. So it's, it's assuming that you composed it poorly. <laughs> That's yes. number one. Yes. And number two, if you have a mountain in front of you, or in this case, a building in front of you, it is going to block, it's going to darken that building. This is, this, these are the reasons why Lightroom or Camera Raw's version is better. Number one, of course, there's no degradation to your lens whatsoever. There's yeah, no loss no of quality, loss. no transmission, transmission loss, loss yeah. nothing of that. That's number one. Number two, watch on screen. I can change the the position of the gradient. I can exchange. I can change how how you know how quickly. Like wow, there's a very rapid shift. Mm -hmm. There's a very subtle one. I can make it more. I'll, in other words, the horizon line is not stuck in the middle. I can put it wherever I want. Even if I did a very tight one, I can pick it up and move it wherever I want. So those are some ex uh, examples, but here's the big one right here. You can see how the gradient is over the building, right? So all you have to do is say subtract subject. Done. Now you have something that is impossible to do with the regular. Now it is just darkening the sky. It is not darkening the foreground image. Now, this is not a very good example. My gradient looks bad. I, I, I overdid it right here. There we no, go. No, but what, what you would have done, Scott, is you would have selected sky nowadays, and you could just select your sky. Yeah, you know? yeah right. And that's, you can... that's what's so great about these tools. Is Absolutely. Just one bit, one button, and it selects the sky, and it's money oh, all the time. Oh, but there's more. There's mm -hmm. more. There's a fourth mm -hmm. advantage to this filter. I can actually add blue into my sky and it will just mm -hmm. do the graduated, right? So I could go in here and just go to my uh, temperature right here in Lightroom. In Lightroom. <laughs> and just, I can add blue in. And you see, yeah. how it, see how it made that cloud white? Whoa, it's like you put a polarizing filter on it's like a, automatically we're gonna talk about that 
Coming up oh. next. Oh, Joey. But but anyway, you, do you see all these advantages? These are things that are better than the real thing that can do. I mean, that, that stuff right there, that those things, it's better than actually having the real thing out in there because your hands are tied. There's no changing it after the fact and all this stuff. And here you can, you can change how quick the transition is. You can change how deep it is. You can change the intensity. You can make it one stop, two stops, three stops. You have to, because yep. you're grading when you buy it, it's stuck at whatever stop you bought it at. Let's say that you bought a two stop ND, you know, or, or you know, whichever it, it's very, it's stuck at that darkness. You can't later go, oh, it's too dark. Oh, I wish I, I'd only used one stop. You have complete control. So from my bag of filters, I'm taking all my neutral data and city gradients and putting them back in the shelf. Or, of course, you can sell them as well. Uh, but uh, let's see. Okay, we got to yeah, there's somebody else. There's somebody else that thinks they need it. So just go sell it. Just sell it because there's somebody that, and that's not watching the show that says, well, everybody has a neutral. Because if you go, and, and, and this is the truth, and I don't want to, I'm not disparaging anybody when I say this, but if you go and read any article, any article on landscape photography accessories, any of yeah. them on yeah. any website on the entire planet, they will always tell you a neutral density filter. A gradient, a neutral density grid, gradient, grad. grad filter. They will that will always be on every list. In fact, yeah, let's just do it. Go ahead and we'll say what you're going to say it, there, Eric. Well, I was going to say that um, you know when we're talking about this uh, neutral density, you there could be the devil's advocate that say, well, you can get the rectangular ones and then line it up with your eyes and then move it around, but still. That's not superior to what we're talking about. No, here. because you have you to make not. Yep. You you have to make it's that still do the same thing. You have to make that decision in camera and you're stuck with it. And you don't get to change the density. It's if it's you got a one stop or a two stop or whatever you got or a ten stop or goodness gracious. Um Hold on, I, I put in landscape accessories and that does, that brings up an an entirely different thing. All right. Oh, well, Amazon is Prime Day. Amazon is, comes right up. The 25 best landscape photography accessories in 2023. This is from Expert Photography. And I, I, I know that one is going to be. There's no way to get around it. It's got to be in here. Let's get there's bags. Must have accessories. There they are. Filters. There Look they are. Filters. Look at all those filters. Yep, there they are. And you have to have different ones for different things. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't now, need that those. Said, that with that said, Scott, I see the one filter that you use was in that mix. Yes, and I don't, we're not going to talk about well, that we're yet. We're not going to talk about that yet. We're not going to talk about that. You know why we're not going to talk about that? Because we're overdue for a break. The break yeah. time thing is flashing at me. So we have to take a short break. When we come back, we're taking your questions, and your questions are coming in. So so anyway, long story short. Oh, there's some good questions, too. Ooh, doo-doo. <laughs> oh, there's some good stuff. Stick around. Kuhn is here. We'll be right back and uh, stuff like that.
Have you seen the latest version of Photoshop? It is the most mind-blowing version of Photoshop I've seen in 20 years. Adobe has taken AI to a whole new level and it has taken Photoshop to a whole new place. This will change the way we all work from now on. There's an amazing remove tool. There's new live gradients. There's adjustment presets. There's this little floating panel, this contextual taskbar. Oh, but none of that compares to the magic, the actual like magic that is happening. Got a brand new class where I cover everything. What works, what doesn't, how to make it work for you, how to incorporate it into your workflow right now and start doing things you never thought you'd be able to do. It is going to blow your mind. Come and check out my brand new class, getting up to speed fast on the AI powered May 2023 Photoshop upgrade. It's exclusively at kelby1.com. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by B&H Photo, the professional source since 1973. Hey, we're back. Scott's here. Mr. Kunis joining us. Uh, hey, I got I got one more thing, and this is, this is big. Ready? It's big. Big. I'm doing a live one-day seminar in Orlando, Florida. I'm doing a live one-day seminar, and I want you to come out and join me at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. It is my ultimate photography crash course. It is one day, and there's there, it's very limited seating. See how it says limited seats? It really is. We had 160 seats in this beautiful theater in Orlando. So come out. You can you can either watch, you can go in person, which I hope you do, or you can watch online. But it's all going to happen live as it happens, and it's coming up now. Uh, I I've added a, a bunch of new stuff for the all the new post processing stuff, which is really really important. I've got some great stuff in the in the post to show you. But also the the crux of the whole day is photography. Now the idea for this whole, this seminar came from me and Eric at lunch at Ellie's, where we love to have lunch, and we're talking about like what if you could spend one day with somebody. You just got one day, like a friend comes to town, mm -hmm. and your job. In one day is you have to make them a significantly better photographer not five percent better like they have to have an epiphany and change the way they shoot and change the results they're getting in one single day so Eric and I sat there and like what what would we do what would we teach what are the most important things we put that all into this seminar so that's coming up and uh, the date is uh, August 15th I believe thank or, you August 15th is, is it they could they can check. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah, August fifteenth. It's in Orlando, yep. and uh, there you go. That's what we're. That's what I'm teaching that day, and I hope you can join us. And it's it's ninety nine bucks. It's so cheap. I know, I'm telling you, it is one of those Scott. That's what 
it, what do you say? Like, like we sat down and we were like, you know, what is that? What is these things? And that's what you're teaching. You're teaching all yep. those things that if you had one day with somebody, this would be the most impactful thing you could do uh, for your photography. So, yes. yeah, definitely come join us because um, it'll be great. And I love just that live aspect of it. Oh, yeah. Live and- I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, I love to be in front of, of live people, uh, even though I'm talking to a camera now. If I want live people, I can look at Juan or I can look at Ron or I can look at, you know, Victor. I can look at Jason. It's a small group, but it's a mighty group. Anyway, lots of <laughs> lots of stuff to, to show you. I can look at Eric out of town, um, yep. but anyway, uh, I got to get to some of these questions because they're because they are yes. they're they're booming in. All right, uh, Marcy asks the question. So, if you're not going to use the filter, what do you expose for? You expose for what we've always exposed for. We're going to expose for the foreground because we're going to fix the sky in Lightroom or. Photoshop's camera raw, either one is the same exact thing, works the same exact way. So whether you're a Photoshop user or a Lightroom user, it works the same. But in camera, we're going to expose for the foreground. The sky gets super light, doesn't matter, we're going to fix that. Ivan Bowden. Now, Ivan, I have not heard your name in a long time. Ivan, I we used to hear Ivan's name all the time, and then yeah. Ivan, Ivan went silent. It's very nice to see your name back in the chat. So Ivan says, there are a bunch of ND filter manufacturer reps slapping their forehead right now. I know, they probably did not want to not not want to hear that. Steven says, I had a stack of square filters in a binder that was an inch and a half thick. Holy cow. I hear you, Steven. I, I used to carry around yeah. the, the hiatus filter yeah. pack with the big bracket mm-hmm. and all that stuff. All right. Um, Okay, oh, well, I'm going to hold Paul's for just a second because it's the next comment. Uh, Jack Jack says, isn't the purpose of the filters to let the camera capture all the information? If I overexpose the highlights, will it be easier to recover since the camera didn't capture the needed information? Jack, number one, you're probably not going to blow out the sky, right? Now, the clouds, you got to got to watch out for the highlights like you always do, but... Uh, no, the filters. The purpose of the filter is not to have the camera capture all the information. the The purpose of the filter is to make up for the fact that the sensor does not capture the same tonal range that your human eye does. Because when we're standing in front of that landscape, Jack, it looks fine. It looks great to our eye because our eye will perfectly balance the sky and the foreground. But then your camera sensor only does this much. Your eye sees this, your camera sensor sees this. So we would put that filter on there to fool the camera into thinking the sky is darker than it is. So we don't have to do that anymore, which is nice. All right, um, so we don't have to, you don't have to worry about that. That's what it was for. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony has a, an unrelated filter question, but we're going we're gonna to just mention it. He says, hey, Scott, the air show is coming up this weekend. I took your advice and rented a 200 to 600 from Lens Pro to go. Damn, that's heavy. I hope my arms make it through the two days. Okay, I was just talking to Mr. Kuhn about this. If you have the 200 to 600, what kind of lens is that? It's a Sony. It's a Sony. It's a Sony. That lens is heavy as crap. Eric's used it, right? Mm-hmm. I've used it. It is a, it's a heavier, beefier lens, but that's part of the game when you get into that um, telephoto. Right. However, here we go. However, there's a you know the Sigma, and the Tamron, 
have a good one that doesn't really weigh as much. You do have to, if you've ever mirrorless, you're going to have to adapt um, for it, but it still works great. Not, not on I mean, a whoa, not on a Sony. Not on a Sony. You can no. get it. Yeah, you're right. You don't have Sony, to use but, an adapter. But um, that's what's you know. I think people sleep on. I think that you know, like they don't want to do the third party manufacturer thing. But you do have that advantage oh, of the weight. I'm telling you, I've got the Tamron. 150 to 600 it's not heavy your arms won't hurt you it's super sharp and it is a fraction of the cost of the sony two to six now i will say that sony two to six it's, is a nice lens though yes you gotta it is work out before you go to the air show gotta, that's what you gotta uh, you gotta work out yeah all right so there's that hey uh mr kuna i have a tip for you here from janie janie says wild west pizza in west yellowstone is great food all right, I'll check so, it out. So, food tip from Janie. Thank you, Janie. Um, where I went the other day, Scott, was there was actually, there's a camera store here. Can you believe it? Like an actual store that sells cameras? I love like, camera I was stores. Like, I, was taking, I was taking pictures like this brings you back to childhood. I know. Like, a camera store. The only camera store I go to is in New York City. All right. Uh, so, P. Torres says... Cheap filters drive me nuts with their inability to correctly display color. What is the best ND filter with the biggest range of values? All right, so let's answer that. We're going to jump to that because there's other filters that we're not going to use, but the filter that both Eric and I use religiously, and it still can't be quite replicated in post, though I think that's coming, uh, is an, a regular neutral density filter just an nd mm -hmm. i'm not talking yes. nd grad just a neutral density filter the neutral density filter is what allows you to get long exposures it makes water silky in your waterfalls it makes the sky streak out for you it can remove tourists uh, in in the right situations there's a lot of great things that happen it makes streams and water and all kind makes water beautiful it, it gives movement to water, which is, makes it very nice and soft and silky and gorgeous. That's the one that I carry with me. I still have. It's still great. And it's, it's absolutely worth. That is the one filter I carry. Now, what, uh, so the, uh, I, what I would use, okay, what, what is the best ND filter? All right, if you want the best, there's two. I use Breakthrough Photography. And they make absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. Great. You will not see a shift in color or any of the things that you're worried about. If you want to invest in a really nice ND filter, breakthrough photography. The other one is I bought what's called the case system. K-A-S-E. It is expensive. It is crap. But it's magnetic. So if you want to pop a 10 stop on, it just goes like this. Bink. It doesn't screw on. It just goes, bink. Oh, I want a stack of three on top. Bink. Oh, how about a six? Bink. You use it once and you will fall in love with it. So I have both. I have the breakthrough, which is really, really great, but it's the traditional screw on. And I have the case system, which is a system where they're all magnetic. It's just expensive. It's ridiculously expensive. I want to say it's ridiculously. It is a perfect filter set. They are they're expensive, but they're you get what you pay for with yes. those. You don't want to cheap out. This is a thing. No. ND filters, you do not want to cheap out. You will spend so much time trying to move casts. Color casts. different shifts in your images. It's just 
do not cheap out on an ND filter. Yeah. And there is a very, very popular, well-known name brand of ND filter that I've been very disappointed, like you said, P. Torres, in that it is, um, uh, what you call it? Um, it has the, uh, it has a color cast. And, and when you yes. have those color casts, it's a drag. And you know it's a drag. Stuart, stew! Stu, Stuart says, I have the Maven Magnetic ND filter set. He says, I hate screwing on filters. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So let's just talk about, so far what we have is this. We're not going to use ND grad filters. Boo. We are going to use neutral density filters. What else are we not going to use and it's outdated and you don't need except for one situation? And this is one of the most misunderstood filters out there, which is a polarizing filter. This is a polarizing topic, and that's why we're going to talk about it after the break. <laughs> Let's go. We'll be right back. We're talking about, when we come back, we're talking about polarizing filters, a polarizing topic. Now, I know that a number of you out there are already using On One's plugins, using them with Lightroom and using them with Photoshop, and they're expanding your power. You know how I know you're using them? Because you keep sending me emails and you keep posting comments that say, how are you working in this into your workflow? Which plugins are you using? Which ones do you use first? Which ones do you use last? Where do they fit in? I'm going to cover all that in a brand new course that I've done for you on Kelby One. The course is called how to use the on one plugins in your Photoshop and Lightroom workflow. It all is designed from the ground up to work together and it just works really, really well. There's so much neat stuff that you could be doing. And a lot of this stuff is AI powered, right? I hope to check out my brand new course. If you don't already have the on one plugins, if you're one of those people that slipped past the goalie and you don't have it, go to onone.com and you can download trial versions and see if you like it. You are gonna like it. You're gonna love it. All right, go catch my new class. We'll catch you next time. You know what you don't want to worry about when you're on vacation? Backing up your photos. You don't worry about organizing or backing them up or what do I do with them when I get home and how do I merge everything I did on my laptop with my computer at home? I want to show you exactly what I do when I'm traveling. I take a lot of trips and I have a very, very simple organization thing and I want to share it with you. We're going to talk about how to back up your photos so you can sleep at night while you're on vacation how to organize them, and when you get home, how do you sync everything back into Lightroom so it's like a seamless from beginning to end experience. It's gonna make your vacation better, it's gonna make you sleep better, you're gonna have a great time. It's called How to Back Up and Organize the Images from Your Trip, and it's exclusively at kelbyone.com.
This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Canon. Yep. Hey, we're back. Scott here with Eric Kuna out uh, just outside of, not Yosemite, Yellowstone. He's just outside of Yellowstone. Yep. Um, living life on the, on the road. On the road with Eric Kuna. All right. You know, Scott, though, I was going to bring up, we were talking about ND filters. And, you know, I agree that you and I, like, that's, a, that's one that we just cannot replace. However, it's getting very close to being replaced. Um, you know, like you can look on screen here. Here's a shot from an iPhone without a filter. But I'm able to get that silky water yep. because that's a two and a half minute exposure that's using averaging to do the same thing that an ND filter would do by cutting down the light, just doing it in camera. So there is coming a time where I could see ND filters even being obsolete. Yep, I, I, I do as well. All right, and I, I think we're going to start seeing some things like, for example, I don't know if you guys know it. And, and by the way, we're using new cameras. We have new cameras in the studio. We, we have all the new Canon C something cinema camera 700 800 900 uh, who knows yeah anyway we got some nice new cameras these cameras for video have a built-in nd filter they have an nd filter built in them so if they're shooting video outside and it's too bright or whatever they can you know pop them in there c70 there we go we can pop them in there right in camera you don't have to screw anything on. You don't have to bring anything with you. So I, I, why it hasn't come to mirrorless and DSLR outside of video, I don't know. Yes. But it's it's going to have to come. All right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about polarizers. Now, there's two schools of thought on the polarizer. Most people, I would say, misuse the polarizer. When I talk to photographers and we talk about polarizing, they're, they are using a circular polarizer and they, they, they turn it so where the sky looks blue it doesn't look uniformly blue like a neutral density does but it does it, it adds basically contrast and stuff to the sky and to your image and so they're quite popular and if you look at an article any article on landscape photography they'll tell you you'll need a polarizer and a lot of the examples they will use is for the sky that is a dumb use of a polarizer here is Ooh, the, controversial, Scott. I know. Controversial. But it's I, I would use an ND. It's true. It's true. You're just being honest with people. Just we being don't honest use for that. Because it's right. It's not but here's not use a polarizer for this. But here's what they're great for, and, and it you can't replace this. So if you're gonna buy a polarizer, buy it to cut reflections. If you're shooting a stream and you want to see the rocks in the stream. You put on a polarizer and turn it and it'll all of a sudden it'll clear it like all of a sudden you can see all the way through the water because the 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 stream is going to reflect the sky or it's going to reflect the trees above it or whatever is above it you can i'm telling you guys a, a polarizer if you use it right to cut reflections is a, it's a miracle worker. It'll go right through a store window. If you want to shoot yeah, something, glass, through, yeah. it'll go right through glass. And you know where we use it? In automotive photography. I am not shooting cars without a polarizer because it cuts all the glare off the windows. So as Marty just said, Marty says polarizers do reduce glare and reflections. Absolutely, they sure do. Ivan, there's That's Ivan again. That's the use for them. That's Ivan says polarizer filters are still 
So uh, Ivan's got a good point here. Polarizer filters are still useful if you photograph artwork like oil paintings in the studio with strobes that have specular reflections. The polarizer helps reduce or eliminate those. Absolutely. So if you're going to buy a polarizer, put in your mind, I'm buying this to cut reflections. I have better tools to use for the sky. You're, and you also, the way a circular polarizer works on the sky, it is an uneven fix. Mm -hmm. It's not, a, it's bad. It's bad. Don't use you it. You can actually the, see it in people's photos. You yeah. can see it. Hey, like, yeah. and, and I've shown it. I've, I've shown it in my books because people want to do it. But there's just better ways. So I would say if you don't think reflections are an issue for you, that's cross that one off your list. If you think you're going to be shooting streams or shooting things where you need to see through glass or cut reflections, then yes, buy a polarizer. All right. Uh, Carl says, polarizers. Oh, this is a good quote. Polarizers are the most useful and most damaging filters out there. They yep. can make leaves look lifeless, but at the same time, they are invaluable when it comes to removing non-metallic reflections. This is all true. Very, very, very well thought comment there. Uh, so, so uh, ND filter grads are out. NDs are in. Uh, polarizers are in as long as you're not using them on the sky. You're using them to cut reflections. Doug's asking the next thing we were going to talk about. Do you use a UV filter? Uh, no, we don't. But I'm going to tell you the only instance in which I would tell someone to use one. And you have to buy a good one. If you buy a cheap UV filter, you are destroying your lens because you have a $2,500 lens and you screw on a $7 UV and it degrades your photo. If you have a Canon lens, go buy a Canon UV or buy a breakthrough like somebody very it's going to have to be yep. expensive. It's going to be a 30 or $40 one because the glass on it has to be pristine. The, so what reason do you use? Do you don't, UV is not really an issue. To be honest with you, UV is not something like, oh, no, UV messed up my shot. Here's what a UV filter does. It breaks before your glass breaks. Yep. That's it. So you're, you're turning your camera and you hit it right straight on the glass. And I've been there. I, I remember being up with Moose Peterson doing one of his workshops in, um, we were in like someplace in Maine or something and somebody dropped a camera. We heard the glass going everywhere. We're like, no, it was just the UV filter. Their, their lens was fine. But if you scratch something or hit something, the UV is going to scratch and it's going to break or it's going to scratch instead of scratching your actual lens. If you actually scratch your lens, that's an issue. Now, I do not ever shoot with my lens cap when I'm outside off. My, I mean, my lens hood. My lens hood is on there all the time, not because of yep. lens flare, because it protects my lens. So I'm, I'm looking to my lens hood to keep my lens from being scratched rather than a UV filter. So I do not have any or use any UV filters whatsoever. Eric, what, what's your thoughts? So it's, I'm the same thing as you. I don't use them other than if I know there is a chance for damage of my lens. Right. Um, and actually, a lot of times I'll use a clear filter, uh, a good clear filter, uh, because 
most lenses have um they have uv filters already built into them like like yep. that's your lens has a uv filter you don't need another uv filter but the only time i re i tell you the only time i use them is rocket photography because i usually am having stuff projected towards the camera that could hit the camera and that helps me to prevent the lens from being damaged i'd much rather have the uv filter break or the uv filter to get a bunch of toxic coating on it that uh, i can't clean off my lens i'd rather just throw away the uv filter all right there you go that's, that's i'm the same way all right we got some other comments sam says and i am i'm down with you on the sam sam says don't buy a cheap polarizer you will regret it I think that, that what Sam said is a really good thing about filters in general. This, general, yeah. this is some place you do not want to skimp on money. Now, I will tell you, if, if you're like, Scott, I would love to buy expensive filters. I don't have the money. I'm on a budget. Go get filters from Haida. H-A-I-D-A. -A. Uh, they're made in China, and they are actually very good quality for the money, and they don't have color casts. They are the value leader. If you want the, the cream of the crop, breakthrough photography as far as just great quality. But guys, this is the place where you don't want to buy cheap filters. You spent all that money on these lenses. Do not screw them up with cheap filters. Cheap filters will kill you. All right, Mr. Kuna, this is for you. Jeff Ryan says, uh, there's another restaurant. Uh, it's Buck's. T4 in Big Sky, Montana. Are you in? All right. Check it All out. Right. Yeah, I'm near Big Sky, yeah. All right. So it's Buck's T4 in Big Sky. He says, and he probably knows he's out there, one of the best in the country. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. And we you know us. You know us in food. We love we love a tip on food. And uh, Ken Tony says, hey oh. So, hi, Ken. All right. Uh, all right. So, Diane. Hi, Diane. Diane Arnold. Hello, Diane. Uh, Diane says, I, I'm a UV or clear filter person ever since one saved a lens for me. But it must be a good UV. It's a personal decision, yep. not a right or wrong. I agree with you. I agree with Diane. There's not a right or wrong with UVs. If you feel more comfortable putting a glass on there because it will keep you from getting scraped, as long as you buy a good one, like Diane says, and she makes a great point. Just don't buy anything cheap when it comes to filters. All right. Yes. So I don't use a UV. Eric doesn't use a UV. Diane does. But like she said, it's a personal decision. It's not a right or wrong. It's not like a polarizer yes. or something like that. The and other one. That's my thing is only only put it on. And that's when I only put it on when there's dangerous. Like I know there's ability, but I'm like Scott. I keep, in fact, my camera's right here. It's got my my lens hood on it. Yeah. Shot last night, and it always stays on it. Yeah, because that's going to bump into the, it's going to bump in the lens hood before it bumps into my glass. Yep, sure will. Um, I just saw a comment, and it was there, and it went away. Hold on. Oh, there it is. This is from Carl again. Carl says on a recent foul ball, it destroyed a 2.8 lens on live TV. He says I saw that. Uh, I saw that, yeah. He said a UV wouldn't have done anything, but you couldn't have fitted one on there anyway. Anyway, I don't even know if they make up a UV that big for a 400. Yeah, I don't think they it's, do. It's a giant. It's giant. All right, we have a Photoshop tip for you, but the tip I'm going to show you is not my tip. 
It is from Victoria Pavlov. You guys know Victoria. She teaches at Photoshop World and, and many things for us. She's got classes here at Kelby One, and she is a phenomenal artist and Photoshop expert. Well, she's been doing these series of little, short, just little things on, on Photoshop, and uh, she's been doing a lot of the generative fill stuff. Well, I, this one was in my feed the other day, and I watched it, and my buddy Paul and I talked about it. Hey, Paul! Anyway, but uh, I, I want to show you her tip. It's going to be our Photoshop tip of the day, courtesy of Victoria Pavlov. If you're not following her, uh, you can go to, let me see, Victoria White Artist. Right there, Artist. Victoria White Artist. She does great stuff. Really, really great stuff. And uh, anyway, so I'm going to make it real big so you can see it. But this is pretty amazing what you're about to see. And we'll talk about why she had to do it the way she did it. Because she's figured out something that... Uh, now, it has music that plays in the background. There's, there's no talking. It's just... So I could do that for you, but I'm not going to. Let's watch Victoria's... Well, first, we've got to bring up the, Victor the Photoshop tip graphic. Let's do that. <laughs> there it is. Photoshop tip, yeah. Let's watch Victoria's. This is this is just a little miracle. Let me make sure it's starting at the beginning here. Nope. Hold on. Don't look. Don't look. It's not starting at the beginning. Look, give me a second till it gets back to the beginning, because you got to see this from the beginning, because it is nuts. Why can't I just rewind it? It's just it doesn't rewind. Hang on. I can just actually, when when it starts, I can talk you through what she's doing and why. Hang on. Wait. All right. Now. Now let's go. Here we go. All right. Take a look. She starts off with just a headshot, head and shoulders. She adds the body. She drags out the sides. And it does that. Now watch. She keeps making the image smaller and letting Photoshop recreate using AI what would be there. So notice she's not writing anything in the generative fill. All she's doing is setting out the crop, clicking her cursor in generative fill, and clicking OK. She's not typing anything in. Look at that. From there to there. Is that nuts? Let's just watch it again. It's just like 60 seconds. Watch this. Or 30 seconds. Watch. Starts off with a small image. That is just, look at that. Remember, this was just a head and shoulder shot. Wow. Now, why is she doing it this way? And I'll explain why here in just a second. And she's not, and this is important. She's not typing anything in generative fill. She's just clicking the button. She's not saying make it bigger or anything. Look at that from that to wow. that. Is that that is crazy, crazy stuff. That's so, crazy. So here's what it is and why she's doing it the way she did it, which I think is so brilliant. So if you've done any of the research on it, it's in beta. It's not fully baked, right? It's not it's not completely done. So it only works in the beta version of Photoshop. So if you have to go to your Creative Cloud app and download the beta, it's a free public beta. And it's a whole version of Photoshop, and you can run your regular Photoshop and this beta. They don't mess with each other. Now, 
it only works in an area that is 1024 by 768, which is a very small area. So what she does is she pulls it out a little and lets it fill in. That way it's not stretching the pixels to fill. If she just took the small shot, made a big open wide space, the resolution would be low. The quality of the patch would be very low. <coughs> Excuse me. Because you'd have to stretch it out to fit. By doing it in small increments, you're keeping the resolution and everything looking really sharp and good. That's why she does it in those steps. But you can't argue with the results. It's just amazing. Oh, I'm sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. Mr. Gouda, talk and say something. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Well, you know what? We've got to we've got to do one other thing. We've got to do our trivia uh, contest. So we're gonna do a trivia contest. Trivia. All right, so today's trivia is about aerial photography, right? So aerial photography started in France way back in the 1800s, but obviously uh, they weren't using planes. What type of vehicle were they using to take those aerial photos? And there you go. And then all you got to do is uh, leave us a comment in the comments. Uh, we'll uh, uh, monitor that, and the person who wins uh, will win a prize. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. Now, is is it really break time again? If we we haven't done all our breaks, when you really need a break. All right. I guess we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do our giveaways, and we're going to sum this all up, and I have my special added bonus for today, something different for today. All happening right after this. I don't have to tell you how great the camera is in your iPhone. It's really pretty amazing. And I know that a lot of people out there are really giving this a serious thought. Not only is their second camera, but often as their first camera. If you're brand new to the iPhone, I've got a brand new course I think is really gonna help. I'm gonna cover 20 different techniques, stuff that you need to know, stuff to how to set up your camera, how to get the most out of it, and it's really gonna make a big difference. It's gonna make you fall in love. If you liked your phone camera before, now you're gonna love it. We're gonna cover a lot of ground. We're gonna be on location. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I hope you come and join me, and it's exclusively here at Kelby One. I am a portrait and a wedding photographer based in Valencia, Spain. I do mainly commercial and editorial photography and I retouch up to 100 photos a month. We shoot almost every day for all kinds of clients, such as commercial, beauty and fashion. And we retouch our work more often like every other day. I used to spend over one hour for one photo. If we want professional results, we must remove skin blemishes, do micro dodge and burn, highlight eyes, widen teeth, and even reduce wrinkles in clothes. And this can easily take me up to two hours of work for each photo. 
So when I saw that there's a plugin for Photoshop that helps you retouch quicker, I was eager to get my hands on it. I had many feedbacks about it, and I found a lot of positive reviews, which made me to consider buying my first plugin. One of the challenges we have at the end of a session or wedding is to achieve an addition in our photograph that looked natural. This is where retouch for me has become a game changer. I love the feature that you can pick how much effect it has on your photo and you can adjust it accordingly to your style. I saved a lot of time and always end up having amazing results with my work. I am extremely happy with the quality. Now I am more efficient and have more time to spare with my family. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the world's most compact tripod base. Hi, everybody. Uh, Scott Kelby here. We got Eric out, uh, out just outside of Yellowstone. And um, we're going to wrap things up here in just a minute. Uh, first off, we wanted to mention what... Oh, I want to mention this. Um, I want to invite you guys to join Kelby One. We have this whole online educational thing with almost a thousand full-length classes. Not a thousand lessons, a thousand full-length classes. We're almost to a thousand. We add a new course every single week, every single week. Here's some of the, the latest ones. Uh, and, and we just keep, look at that. There's Mr. Kuna with his Milky Way basics, mm -hmm. right? And you can see we, you know, we just got a ton of stuff for you. And there's, hey, there's the grid. But anyway, I hope you will check it out. It is an incredible value. If you're really serious about your photography and you want to get really good at Lightroom, Photoshop, really good at photography in general. And we have all the different genres. So whatever genre of photography you're in, we got a load of it. So I hope you'll go and check it out. So there we go. That is at kelby1.com. You should join right now. Or you could also buy it for a friend. You can get, you know, for a photographer friend that you know, they would mm -hmm. they would love you forever to get them a Kelby One membership. Kelby One Pro membership. Okay. Now, uh, let's do our winners and then we'll do my story. I have a story. Okay. Congratulations to these people who won stuff. The Platypod Goosenecks <laughs> go to Helio X134, which is an interesting name. Uh, Lighted yeah. Shooter Retouch, it goes to Margaret Mesa Cortez. Congratulations. The Photoshop Book for Digital Photographers goes to Chris Sclazo. The uh, On One No Noise goes to Doug Kia. Doug was in there today with a comment. Uh, the V Flat goes to Tim Bird. Congratulations, Tim. The trivia winner. What what well what was the what was the answer to the trivia question, Mr. Kuna? What was the question? What was the answer? Yes. So the question was: Area photo photography started back in the 1800s in France. What, but what vehicle did they use uh, to capture those aerial photos? Apache helicopter. And, uh, nope. And the answer is a hot air balloon. Ah, all right. Well, there you go. And uh, the uh, so the trivia winner is going to win the retouch for me. Uh, the Portrait Volumes app. So congratulations to Stephen Ford, who knew the answer, hot air balloons, and away you go. All right. Now I have my story. Now I have to get my, uh, I have to get something up here. Now, let me go pull up my page. One second. Don't move. Don't breathe. Don't make a sound. Okay. So <clears throat> 
I, I, I'm always working on a song as well, right? So I'm working on recreating songs, you know, in my home studio. I have a recording studio at my house. I work on recreating songs. I decided to work on Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. Big song from the 1980s. Really a great mm -hmm. song. I love it. Super catchy. You know, you've heard it before. Um, anyway, I made a huge mistake. I Googled the lyrics. The, the chorus had, you know, <laughs> I keep wanting to sing the Go-Go's version of Head Over Heels. It, it makes, the, 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 the chorus makes somewhat sense. But the verses, the verses are so out there that it will ruin the song for you if you go and read them and try to figure out. There's actually a YouTube video out there that says, what in the heck is this song even about? The lyrics are so just messed up. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm just going to pull them up here. And don't do this at home because it will ruin the song for you. It's like if you ever look up the words to pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard, you'll never oh, hear yeah. that. It's ruined yeah, for you it forever. Red light, green light, go. <laughs> it's really very bad words. All right, hang on. Uh, it is uh, head over heels. Hold on. Head over heels. And it's by Tears for Fears. And there's lyrics. Okay, so the chorus, the chorus is pretty good, right? Uh, it it makes sense. Uh, all right, because if something happens and I'm head over heels, I never find out till I'm head over heels. It's that you know, I'm, that's okay. It's the verses. Uh, I, I'm going to give you an example. Here we go. My mothers and my brothers used to breathing clinic clean air, and dreaming I'm a doctor. It's hard to be a man when there's a gun in your hand. Oh, I feel so. And that's it. I feel so. There's no other word. It just ends. My mother and my brother are used to breathing clean air and dreaming I'm a doctor. It's hard to be a man when there's a gun in your hand, which is the only rhyming thing in the whole song. Oh, I feel so. What does that mean? Because it's about being head over heels in love with somebody. I, that's what the chorus is about. I made a fire and I'm watching it burn. Thought of your future. With one foot in the past. Now how long will it last? Now, now, now have you no ambitions. So here's what I realized. If the words don't have to rhyme. And they don't have to make any sense. I could write some lyrics. So I wrote two more verses <laughs> to head over heels <laughs> and I put the karaoke version on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Scott Kelby. So it's the backing thing without the music. Now I'm not going to sing it for you because it's out of my range and all. And, and, and I'm not a great singer anyway. However, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my Facebook page and I'm going to, I'm going to, now if I could, are we going to get in trouble if I play the you the the backing music? Yes. Oh golly, on YouTube. All right. You, you, the, the, okay. The, the bots pick it up. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read you the lyrics I wrote because remember, it does not have to rhyme, it does not have to make sense, and it still makes hit songs. So I wrote two 
verses for this wonderful song. Here they are. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> a, a, a flaming golden arrow forms a nest in your head. Sherwin Williams shares a sample. The conductor takes the helm, so keep the change for yourself. Left treats out for my dachshund. A jury of your peers can hang their coat on the shelf. All the ushers painted yellow. Consternation is the schema they all keep to themselves. Feed the plant on the sill. Feed the plant on the sill. Then it's something happens and I'm head over heels. I never find out till I'm head over heels. Then I have a second verse. Here we go. Conversation is disarming if I drive on the left and never use my blinker. Realignment is your mantra as you wake from a rest. Chief's forage in your pantry. <laughs> Discussions of your ailments lead a cluster of nuns left longing for Fig Newtons. Exasperations are the gang fleet as you walk in the sun. Your big toe. Something happens and I'm head over. So but you, now, Scott, you are a... Uh, I'm a lyricist. I'm an 80s lyricist. lyricist. So go play the video of the karaoke and sing the songs, you know. Sing it with it and you'll... You'll totally get it. But I just now, I'm, um, I, oh, so Carl says, <laughs> Carl says, the open-ended sentence ties into the refrain. Carl, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because the next word would have to be, I feel so. What? I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel bloated. I feel something. It says, I feel so something happens. It it goes to a totally different thing. I feel so something happens. That's not even a sentence. I feel so something happens. Hey, it's, but it was a hit song. Right. Stewart says, I don't know if drugs are required to write the lyrics or to listen to them or both. Uh, Tim, oh, Tim Oliver, Tim. Tim says, the line in the song is, and dreaming I'm a doctor. Well, when I looked it up online, it said, they're dreaming I'm adopted. But it says, he says, I always thought it was, I'm dreaming I'm adopted. Tim, I thought the same thing for my whole life. I sang, dreaming I'm adopted. I thought the exact same thing until I looked up the lyrics. So that's, that's how I always thought, dreaming I'm adopted. I thought that kind of made more sense than my parents, my sister and my brother are dreaming I'm adopted. I mean, I'm a doctor. Anyway, Tim, I felt the same thing. Bert says, as long as nobody leaves the cake out in the rain, it's okay with me. But someone left the cake out in the rain. <clears throat> and I don't feel like I can take it because it took so long to bake it. All right, we got to run. Eric, any final words from you? No, that's, uh, that's about it. I think you left them with some uh, pondering thoughts there. All right, how do they get their prizes? They get their prizes by emailing us over at gridprize at kelpy1.com. We'll verify their information, and then we'll send them out the prize. All right. That is it. That's it from here on The Grid. Also, want to mention Thursday, I am the guest on Steve Brazel's excellent Behind the Shot podcast. Yes. Yes. Oh, Steve is so good. So good. And we talked about a really, 
really interesting topic. Do you know what our topic was, Eric? I do, I do. Blind critiques. We talked about just the critiquing process and the whole critiquing thing, and we shared all kinds of great stories. It was just so much fun. Steve, yeah, I love him. I was just on. I was just dude, on the. I know he's, he. He were he were talking about it. Is he the the best yeah. host? Like he's oh, the yeah, great. He, he sets his guests up for success. He really does. He's a great host. He's a professional radio guy for many years. He's a phenomenal photographer. He's a great podcaster. If you're not following him, go to Behind the Shot. I think it's BehindTheShot.com or .net. Dot TV, I believe. Dot TV. I could be wrong. Go, go follow him, but I'm, I'm on this Thursday show. I'll be tweeting about it. And, it and, is. And also, Threads. Threads. The new thing that replaced Twitter. Go get on it, and I hope you'll follow me there if you're on Threads. Um, we'll be sharing stuff there as well. You guys have a great week. Mr. Kuna, keep driving. Yep. Keep driving and, and jiving. Jason next week. And you will see Jason, but just remember this. And I just want to leave you with this. Discussions of your ailments lead a cluster of nuns left longing for mm. Fig Newtons. Dude, that's magic. Oh, yes. That's 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 magic. music magic. That's, that's gold. That's gold, baby. That's a Grammy, right? That's gold. There. That's a Grammy. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week. <laughs>